You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number 56. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Okay, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk for Real Men. I am Guy Mullen. And I'm Chris Field. Great to be with you. It's good to be back, and thanks for coming back onto the show. And Chris, today we are carrying on a series that we started some weeks ago. Yeah, this about is driving through change. This is stuff that you've been really giving a lot of thought to, and we're unpacking a whole bunch of your recommendations. I'm rather enjoying it because I'm getting to sort of get inside your head and glean something out of the things that you've put together. So, good yeah. Work. So this this is a this is an area that I specialize in my coaching, and it's a pretty important area because you know life is just getting faster and faster, isn't it? Can we agree mm-hmm. on that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I might be getting slower, but life's getting faster. <laughs> Life is getting faster. And as it speeds up, it goes from 30 to 40 to 50 to 70 mile an hour. You know, we're getting more and more change that we have to deal with. And sometimes it's change upon change upon change without a lot of rest. And the changes that we have, we've had to deal with are more frequent, but they're also changes that we're often having to do with less human resources around to help us. Or even maybe less time to prepare. that you get thrust on us a bit more quickly too. Yeah, mm. if you think back to, you know, your, say your grand... Your, Hundreds your, of years ago. No, I, no <laughs> I wasn't going to say that actually. Your parents your parents' age, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had Clive on, your, your dad Clive on the show a couple of times. And, you know, he got himself a job and he sits through a job and he stayed at that job for most of his life. Right? Yeah. Reasonably, in terms of his work life, it's a stable chapter of life. Right, but this day and age, we can expect to change jobs, which even change careers many, many times, and so change is something that we have to learn to be able to manage. And it's not just the case of just having the will. I just need to be determined. I just need to get over it. Uh, what we are trying to do with the series and uh, and some of the resources that um, I'm putting together is actually to increase our skill level of being able to cope, manage and thrive through change. I think if people don't understand that they're dealing with change as much as they are and they haven't thought about the principles or skill set or the approach they're going to have, they'll get tripped up a whole lot. And so the, the beauty of this series that we've been running is it puts into people's minds ideas and strategies that will help them actually deal with the real world that they have to live in. Yeah. And, you know, one of the consequences of change is stress. And you asked the interesting question offline, well, what is stress? What's your definition of what stress? What is your yeah. definition of stress? And and that left me stumped for a second because it's like, oh, well, we just automatically know what stress is. When we actually got to try and define it, we, uh, you know, we struggle. And I think you mentioned a, a, a key a key with, with regard to stress is that it's when we lack in control. Yes, I think the, the, the definition that was used for stress, and I'm talking back in the 1980s when stress was sort of introduced as the big thing, um, there was a lot of focus on the idea that we would come under stress if we're in a situation where something bad could happen and we weren't necessarily able to stop it happening. Mm. And the classic example was the guy on a battleship at war. He's firing at the enemy. They're firing back. Bombs are exploding on the deck. The next one could explode on top of him. Mm. But he has to somehow ignore that reality and keep firing his cannon back at the enemy ship as well. So they were sort of seeing that situation where the consequences could be really dire 
and you've got no control over it. And I think that was the sort of landmark uh, principle for defining stress back in the 1980s. Mm. Well, stress in that situation, I would say, is actually a good thing, right? Because it's heightening your senses, it's heightening your awareness and helping you to actually do a better job. Okay, well, you sit on the deck of a ship and fire the cannon. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad you like the idea. <laughs> I, I think, though, in, in real life, I think we've come to understand that a lot of very ordinary situations, mm. even situations that are not even threatening, but that we fear may be threatening, can actually become incredibly stressful. Yeah, and why, and why stress has such an impact is because it impacts us physically, it impacts our thoughts and it impacts our emotions. And, you know, if you think about some of those effects or what sort of effects does stress have, well, if if you just told me that there was a great big spider on my shoulder, yeah, what yep. would start to happen? My yep, heart yep. would start to beat yep. faster. Mm-hmm. My palms might start to get sweaty. Mm-hmm. Uh, my breathing might slow down. Or speed up. Or speed up. Uh, yep. One or the other. It <laughs> might start to get some drops of sweat mm-hmm. and so physically there's something happening yep emotionally what might happen when you're stressed well you might be getting anxious worried uh, you uh, even in some stressful situations you might start to get angry angry at yourself angry at the world there's all sorts of emotions that can come up i would say too that if you met someone that was under long-term stress you tend to pick it up because they've got a very short fuse. They kind of react very quickly. Mm. They haven't got that emotional buffer zone that we tend to think of where they can roll with the punches. Instead, it's, what do you say that for? Or are they very defensive or responsive in that way? Yeah, and you can get very discouraged and disillusioned mm-hmm. and so forth. And then, and of course, our thoughts as well. So uh, those that stress can then permeate through through all our thinking it can distract us from the things that we need to be doing can paralyze us Mm. from taking action just uh, a week ago i was with someone who's a good friend we were sitting having a cup of coffee and i said to the lady i said what's the problem and she said what why do you ask i said you you just seem completely distracted uh trying to have a conversation but you could just tell her mind seemed to be somewhere else and that Mm. was turned out that she'd had a phone call from her daughter she knew there were some difficulties. She tried to get back to the... She couldn't get... The, she missed the call. She rang back and she couldn't get through to her daughter. I left a message. The daughter rang back when she wasn't available and several hours had passed. And she knew that she'd catch up sooner or later, but there was this uncertainty. There's something's wrong and it's out of my control and, and I'm feeling stressed about that. Just And so I could tell because when we were trying to have a serious conversation, her, her, her mind was was being distracted all the time. And when I said, what's the problem? And she explained that well, we prayed about it and, and, and looked to see what God could do. But you could just see that that was a stressor. Even though it was only a, a day old or half a day old, it had become quite a stress for her and you could see it in the distraction. And of course, if there's people that rely on you, maybe it's at work or whatever, that if you're distracted like that, then you're hardly going to be at your best for, uh, you know, for your work and your projects, are you? Do you know when I get the most stress? Should I tell you? I don't know whether you might exploit my vulnerabilities here. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to be on time. And if I'm running five minutes late somewhere because of traffic or, or someone else is holding me up, I find myself becoming irritable. I find myself becoming uh, restless. I have some of those physiological sort of responses you're talking about, yep. it, and, and it just gets me. And I feel like, for crying out loud, why couldn't we just be on time? Why did you know? Why did you have to do that now? Couldn't it be done later on or whatever? And it's just a silly little thing. But I noticed I actually often, if I find myself stressed, I'm in a car going somewhere, and 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 I'm I'm upset about how thick the traffic is because I'm already running late. 
Yeah, I have some kids like that, and I like to push their buttons. And, oh, don't go pushing mine. <laughs> we're we're uh, getting very close to when we have to go, and I'm just being nice and casual. Yeah, I've been mean, just got to yeah. do a couple of other things. Wind them right up. Did you ever pass an exam for being a dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bible says dads don't frustrate your kids, doesn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, so stress can be a good thing, and when it's short term, because it can heighten now ability to be able to cope with a dangerous situation as you talked about with the guy on the battleship or yep. you know getting chased by a tiger or something yep. stress is probably quite good to have in those situations not being too casual but prolonged stress is very bad for us and we now know that through you know a tremendous amount of research which is which is done and i'm not i'm not a health guy and so you know if there's um you know health people listening that know a lot more about this than me, then, then you'll be able to write in and, and tell us what the details are. But we do know that that stress causes chemical reactions within our bodies, you know, certain hormones that, that flow. And, uh, and chemically within our brain, prolonged stress will change the chemical makeup of our brain. There may be even, uh, even different genes which are triggered. Uh, through through prolonged stress, through the through the hormones and so on, it can and affect even change our, our genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, stress can uh, affect our body. And you know, the clinics like the Mayo Clinic will tell you that stress is a huge contributor to a whole range of problems. You know, even th- minor things like headaches and muscle tension and chest pain and fatigue and that sort of thing. Uh, reduction in your, your your sex drive, stomach upsets. Um, and affects your moods, brings your anxiety, restlessness, all that sort of stuff. And behaviour-wise, will can result in overeating or undereating and angry outbursts, as you mentioned before, and even drug and alcohol abuse. Mm. So all of these things nowadays are linked back to to stress levels. Well, I noticed too when I've been to see doctors or friends of mine have gone to see doctors about different things. It's so common now for a doctor to actually ask them, you know, are you under any stress at the moment? How's your marriage or how's your work situation or how are your finances? Or- yeah, the more holistic ones certainly are. Yeah. yeah. So certainly it's now become, I think most people understand that stress impacts us on a fairly broad broad basis. Yeah, and it's not hard to find the links of stress to, you know, more serious, not, not those things aren't serious, but... You know, some reports that one in five college students can seriously consider suicide due to stress. And uh, my age bracket, you know, in the, in the mid-40s, is about uh, 35% of all suicides occur for men, occur in the age bracket of, you know, 35 to 54. Wow. You know, and so this isn't linked to poverty. It's not linked to, you know, to... Um, some of those things that you maybe would expect it to because suicide is actually worse amongst wealthy, middle-aged white men. And so, you know, why is this happening? Well, it's because because of stress. And obviously this is a huge human cost and it's also a massive cost to, to our communities as well. Because, you know, for every person who is considering or attempts suicide, that is a ripple effect, and the whole people family, that are affected immediate, by it immediate as well. family, and longer, yeah, and you know, and for every every person who is actually seriously considers suicide or attempts it, you know, it's like the tip of the iceberg. All those people below who are uh, who are stressed so much that they don't actually they don't actually attempt it, but in their mind they would right. like to. Yes, yeah, so the the people who actually hit the hit the statistics 
as you say, yes, they're just just the the tip of the iceberg. So the one stat that I read was something like nine point eight million people in the US a year are considering killing themselves. Wow. So you know, it's it's not it's not small it's not small chickens. And when we come to stress, why are we talking about stress? Because when you're going through change, when you're going through a major life change, whatever it is, job change, relationship change, um, study. Uh, any, anything which is significant to you, then the, the, the stress levels go up because there's less and less which is predictable, less and less which is under control. As we talked about in the pe- previous podcast, that we, we, we need these things to latch onto, which is secure, which are like anchors, which can hold us firm when other things are changing. And so the more of those things that are changing, the more stresses we're going to have. And so we have to find ways to be able to combat the stress. Now, up to this point, we've talked about six of the general principles that you want to put into people's minds. Don't ask me what they are, and certainly not in order, okay? But yep. I know we've covered them. Yep. Um, and so in turning, in, you're, you're saying, though, this is a change process. We need a skill set or we need we need our mind clear. We need to know what we're doing, why we're going through it. And then you're now talking specifically about stress. So have you got specific guidelines with regard to dealing with stress specifically? Yeah, so so the first thing is that we need to acknowledge it. Okay. Okay. So not just pretend, oh I can I can handle it. No, I'm not I'm normally wired up like this. No, I'm not I'm not a distress. Yeah. yeah. Because other people are going to be affected by your stress. You're going to be yelling at your kids, you're going to be yelling at your wife, you're not going to be performing at work. You need to acknowledge the increased stress levels. Mm-hmm. And so it's not until you acknowledge a problem you can actually start doing something about it. But I think uh, that admission might come hard for some people. Well, certainly, yeah. Because, I mean, if you admit, I'm feeling stressed, it's almost like you're saying, I don't think I can cope or I'm not coping well. And then that immediately suggests, I- I'm not the hero that I want to- I want you to think that I am. And I think that's why we see those statistics. It's one of the reasons why we see those statistics of, of middle-aged men who have been able to perform most of their life. You know, they've been successful at work. They've, you know, they've done many of the things they've set their mind to. But now things have changed and they're no longer the success that they were. And that can be difficult to cope with. So, and it can be very difficult to admit that you need to increase some skill sets or you need some assistance. Let's then assist everybody by maybe making this observation. Every single one of us is stressed much of the time in one way or another because every time something changes, it puts a stress on us. Mm. Is that fair to say? I mean, I think about... Um, moving from primary school to high school mm-hmm. and how difficult that first week at school is. Right? I've got to go there. I've, I've got to move up to You've the new school. You've got a good memory. It's a long time ago. <laughs> they did have schools back then. Um, and you, so you go into the school, you're not quite sure where the toilet is. You don't really understand the routine. You're not mm. sure uh, where you stand in line at the canteen. You're not sure which of the teachers will be friendly or, or, or not, which ones are tough, which ones will be really angry if you haven't done the homework and which ones won't care. None of that's known. It's all just full of unknowns. And there's just a huge amount of tension. And, and probably the, the, the most kids in their first week at, at school, at primary school or high school, or then at uni or college, wherever they're going, will, will encounter a level of stress automatically. Hmm. Then you go to your first day at a new job somewhere, and, and um, sure, the people are friendly, and they're all smiling, and they, they're trying to make you feel welcome, but you don't know which one's going to gossip about you, or which one's going to want your job, or which one's going to be keen to show up all your mistakes. There's just a whole lot of unknowns. And every time you meet a new group of people or go into a new environment, basically stress is a given. 
It's not the sort of thing we should say to people, I'm stress-free, I can cope with it. The reality is we're always under stress if um, our life is progressive, if we're moving into new things. Mm. And we should never have problems saying, hey, uh, it, it, this is this is challenging. This mm. is a bit of an adjustment for me. Hey, this is it's been a hard week, you know, or this is tough, you mm. know. Um, and it, I think the more freely we can admit that, surely that's got to be the better for us. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a, a Facebook post that I, I saw today that just said, look, my place is a safe place. If you want to come in and have a cup of coffee, you're feeling stressed, you, uh, you know, you're struggling, come in and have a chat. Right. You know, and-, and you rang them straight away. <laughs> 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 they were in a different state but anyway oh, okay, so. but so i mean when we're under stress so i'm talking about increased levels of stress there's mm-hmm. a certain level of stress that we're dealing with with every day okay and of course each one of us can handle different levels of stress depending depending on our personality and our experiences mm-hmm. and so forth right yep. you know as we 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 interviewed glenn weeks you know he was a u.s ranger he'd been in the, the yeah. trenches he's going to be able to handle a lot different level yeah. of of danger stress to what we can right uh, the second thing is that, um, you know, obviously if we can remove those stresses, if they're not there, if they're not necessary and we can remove them, then Why know, we should, look, we should look to try and there. remove them, yeah. right? So if there's, you know, if there's some junk in your house which is stressing you out, then mm-hmm. then look to look to remove it as one, one strategy. I guess what I'm talking about here, though, is when we have stress that we have to learn to cope with, yeah. right? We're going through a change. Until we get through that change, that that stress is going to be with us. The new government's put in new uh, what regulations about something. Everything in the company has to be rejigged and reevaluated, and it's going to take three months, and it's an, a taxing process, and you can't run away from it. It's just there; you've got to yep. work through well, it. You're going through a divorce. Yeah. Okay. You know, you've got to handle that stress until you can get through the other side and start a new chapter of yeah. life. And so, as as if you think about the stress. And your mitigating factors, if you like, on a, on a seesaw, on a balance beam. Yep. You know, as change increases, as we get more change, it's like adding more stress on one end of that balance beam, or seesaw mm-hmm. as we call them here. And so as you do that, you need, you need to add mitigating factors on the other side. And for each of us, we all have different things which will mitigate stress for us. Mm-hmm. And what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you. So I'm not going to stay here and do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. Yeah. And these will reduce your stress because we're all different. So for me, the th- sort of things that reduce stress are having a laugh, finding something funny. I really yeah. love the old British comedies that were made in the seventies and eighties in particular, and I find them funny. They give me they give me a chuckle and they reduce some stress. Mm-hmm. I love to uh, exercise to play soccer in particular, even just to train, not even to play, uh, kicking a ball around, and that reduces stress. Getting getting it's a release valve. Yeah. You know, playing tennis, going and whacking some serves, mm-hmm. hitting a tennis ball releases stress for me. Uh, maybe going for a walk in the bush or uh, or going out for dinner. Whatever the things are that reduce stress for you, you need to you need to make sure you have them in place. So in other words, if that's your medicine, you might need two doses or three instead of just one. Yeah. You have to increase so yeah, I know people who will go to the beach and I say just just twenty minutes walking along the beach, hearing the surf, smelling the, mm. the 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 salt air and everything else. That's if they're close enough to a beach, and they said that's just enough for, for the whole week. They that, that'll just they can do that once a week, and it kind of clears their head and sorts things out for them. Um, it sounds simple, but when we're going through a stressful time, the tendency often is to close up shop and to 
and to not do those things, not put the effort into those things, which previously we did for fun. Maybe we don't even feel like we deserve any fun. Maybe we feel like the stress is our fault. We don't deserve to, you know, have a week off or to go and do some of the things, to go out with friends and so on. No, no, you need to stay home and worry about this thing that's going on. You need to stay home and worry about it rather than go out. So it's not rocket science here. It's common sense. But it's being aware that as we get stressed, we need to not isolate ourselves from those things that reduce stress. We've got to add them on. And it might mean picking up some things that you previously you did, but you don't do any you don't do anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. you used to fly model planes and you haven't done it for years and you know you could dust them off, fix them up and do it. Kind of like reconnecting with something that was fun in the past. Yeah. Reconnecting with something which relaxed you, you know, which brought the temperature of your body down and you know, reduce those hormones that um, that are working away and make you feel a bit more relaxed and help you to think a little bit more clearly so that you can then go again. It's not about just completely wiping out these times of actually having to worry about something. I heard some good advice once that said, well, I need to worry about this. I need to think about this, this issue because it's important. Maybe it's a divorce and or maybe it's something like that. Well, okay, you do, So, but don't worry about it all day. Set yourself some time during the day when you can directly devote some attention to it, and then don't mm-hmm. think about it during the during the earlier part of the day. So you even Set manage time, the amount of time that you'll be spending, rather than spending all day stressed about it and getting absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Set some time aside to do it. Right, I'll pick up your suggestion about laughter, because the Bible says what laughter is like medicine, or the, yeah. a merry heart does good like a medicine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate you saying that because it, it really is, it can be really refreshing. And they talk about even for people who are uh, like terminally ill and that, that, you know, even watching, as you say, the old movies or things or, or hearing things that are funny, it actually revitalizes them. It helps them. And uh, I, I read somewhere that 15 minutes of deep laughing, you know, is equivalent to a decent gym workout. Well, that's great. I don't like going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> what were the DVDs you're watching? <laughs> You might find struggle, struggle to find something you can laugh for for 15 Maybe minutes. For but. 15 minutes, that's a long haul, yeah. Yeah. So here we are talking then about the fact that if stress is really just a part of your life for a season, because mm. intense stress tends to come, thankfully, uh, not as a permanent deal, but as a, a, in seasons, that during that season, don't say, I'm under stress, I, I, I can't take the time out, because that would be an excuse some people would use. I'm so, I've got so much to do, I'm under so much stress, I can't take time out for a relief valve kind of process. And also um, the people often, I think, probably find themselves a bit emotionally um, disconnected, emotionally numb, and they might find it hard. I don't want to go out and socialize. I don't really feel like talking to people or something. But in fact, getting out and doing that might be the very best thing they could do. Mm. Mm. So we've we've spent quite a lot of of time, quite a bit of time talking about stress. So I think we're going to do these out of order and we'll jump ahead to to number 11 on the on the 13, oh, wow, 13 tips for okay for uh for thriving through change because we need to do an, a, a short one in the next six or seven uh-huh. minutes so i want to talk about in the time we've got left just about how it's important that we are cognizant of the fact that there are others around who depend on us hmm. okay and and this is this is pertinent to when we're talking about talking about stress because the way that our stress comes out 
will affect those around us. Well, especially if we're irritable or we're not paying attention to other people or all those sort of things. The people immediately around us are going to feel that straight away. Right. And and your marriage is going to be in trouble if you're... You, you, our wives are just brilliant at being able to pick up the fact that we're not paying attention, not mm-hmm. paying full attention to them, right? If our minds are I'm not going to comment. I'm, I'm not making any comment here. <laughs> I'm just going to listen. If our, if our minds are, uh, are miles away, then they're going to pick up on the fact that we're not, not properly listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, if we're irritable now, that's going to result in us hurting our kids, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to result in us being offside with the people who, who we're working with. And damaging our, our ability to be able to function as a team at, in our workplace. So, and we need to also remember that there are others who might be going through change as we're going through change, especially if you're a father or you're a boss at work. They are going to be wanting to work out how do they cope with this, this change as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that we realize that the way that we handle change is an example to others. Right. So we're not only just stopping from swamping the people around us with our negatives, we're actually, particularly for our kids, actually modeling for them the, the best way, the better to, to be able to process this. And if we process it badly, that becomes a bad example that they might just as well follow. Yeah. And one of the things I've found about going through change is that when you're going through a stressful time, when you're going through change, it is the temptation is to hide it from your kids. Okay. Right. The temptation is to... You don't want to worry them with the problems that you've got. Yeah, that would be an excuse. But the temptation is to to hide it so that you're not looking weak. You're not looking vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, you're maintaining your status as... Daddy's cool. He can handle anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you're going through stress, you're going through a changing time, it's actually a very good teachable moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good teachable moment to to your kids, especially your older ones, maybe your teens and upwards, who can quickly grasp and see your your honesty of what you're going through when you're going through going through changes. Mm-hmm. And those sort of those sort of chats with them will be invaluable because they are going to go through change probably more than what we even go through. Mm-hmm. You know, if life keeps going at the pace that they're going, and so if you can have those chats with them and talk about. You know, how you are handling change, or perhaps it's a change which you've been through in the past, that can be a really powerful life lesson for them as they approach similar challenges. And you think then if you're going through something that's stressful and you sit and chat with them and you you actually explain it to them, they've got the chance to be more understanding when they see you come back in from work or they see you get off the phone after a difficult phone call and they understand what it is that's just impacted you. Mm. Because often, I mean, we're all terribly selfish, and so children tend to think it's it's their world. I mean, how often do marriages break up and the kids blame themselves for it? I mean, it's mm. very, That's right. very real for people to take it upon themselves. When you bring them into that bigger stress, the understanding of the bigger stress scenario that you're dealing with, then it relieves them of the of the fear or the thought that maybe you're irritable with them because they're somehow wrong or or, or annoying or or unwanted or something like that. Hmm. You know, most of the time our kids already respect us. So we're not, we're not going to hurt their respect for us. In fact, the respect for us is going to increase even more when they see, we see our honesty and when they see our courage and determination to work through difficult times. And they'll see that 
being under pressure, being stressed through and dealing with changes in life is actually very normal. And so when they have to face them, they won't feel like they're weird. They feel less like they're less than what their mother or their father was. They will recognize what they're in and will feel normal for being stressed through. Mm-hmm. I think there's something else that I'll, I'll throw in here as you, you prompt this thought. I found over the years that that when I've actually engaged my children in a challenge or a situation where I didn't necessarily have the answer, I've been somewhat surprised at the quality of their advice, the quality of their insights. Mm. Um, I guess because they're looking at it through a different set of eyes from a different angle, a different perspective. And some of the things that I might be jealously defending mightn't be worth defending, or some of the things I might think are are ideals to uphold may not deserve to be upheld. Mm. And, and they can look at it a little a little more dispassionately from their own perspective. And so sometimes um, our family members, um, the older children at least, might end up being great allies in helping us actually have wisdom. If you said to them, hey, I'm under a lot of stress and I need to find something that's a bit of a release valve, but I can't think what it is, you might just be quite surprised what they come up with as a suggestion that really does work. Because they, they've got, got a different view of the same. They're in the same world as you, but they just, they just see it through different eyes. Mm. And that might actually be a resource that's, that's worth exploring, as well as then relieving them of the feeling that somehow they're part of the problem because these other issues are creating stress and you're just struggling to find the resources to get through it. Yeah, when things are brought into the light you know, and you bring it to the attention of, of others who can provide counsel and provide perspective, then then, you know, that provides you with the uh, much more likely to have the wisdom then to be able to make the mm-hmm. make wise decisions. I'm going to give a silly example. This isn't stress related, but just to show I was in, involved in working with a church of people that were fairly conservative, a small older congregation. They asked me to come in and try and sort some things out for them. And my daughter, Sophia, who was in her early 20s, would attend the church with me. And one day I said to her, What's got to change here? Something's got to change to help the church be a, a, a more friendly place, a, a better place to come to. And she just said the church is too too formal. Um, it's old-fashioned and, and formal in an old-fashioned sense. And uh, young people coming into a church don't, don't want to come into something that's stuffy. They want to come into something that feels friendly. And so I took that on board. I thought that's a, an amazing insight. I hadn't stopped to think about it. She said people come in, they sit desperately quiet. And then the, the organist will play the first hymn and uh, it, the, the thing will proceed. And everyone gets very relaxed after the service with a cup of tea in their hand, but not before the service. So I, I rearranged the way that things were happening. And 10 minutes before the service, I simply walked through the church and shook everybody's hand and said hello and, and asked them how they were going, which was a bit of a shock. Uh, it wasn't what they did. Uh, I just talked to someone this last weekend about that change we made, which was like three years ago. Uh, in that situation, and they said, oh, that's just been, it's completely revolutionized the way we enjoy fellowshipping and connecting with one another. Uh, and, and and when I told that to my daughter, I said, hey, by the way, everyone's crediting you. Well, they're not, that everyone's appreciating the change. I'm crediting you because it really was your idea. Hmm. I wouldn't have even come up with it. And so I think it just reminds me that there are there's all sorts of wealth to be gained just by simply sharing our problems, our challenges, our questions with others, and including our family, and just let them be part of the of the solution that we need. Mm-hmm. So, so with regard to being cognizant of others when you're going through change, so just to summarise that, I guess there are two aspects. One, there's that there are 
tremendous opportunities to share the experience of going through change and then there's so and there's, listing the, them into so it, there's yeah. the, the wisdom that can come from bringing things up and, mm-hmm. and talking about them and so forth and and so there's a and there can be an increase a bonding increased communication and so forth the other aspect is that is that you're going through change they are maybe also going through change too and we shouldn't be just like these little silos going through change alone, right? Doing it together. Uh, when my son was in hospital as an in intensive care uh, last year, he, you know, we didn't know quite what was going to happen. And one of my daughters in particular was deeply affected, deeply affected by that. We didn't, re- I didn't really pick up on it at the time. Obviously, I was preoccupied with my son and. Mm. You know, and 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 whatever was needed, but there needed to be some some talking later because she was going through a tremendous amount of stress, a tremendous amount of of mm-hmm. change with regard to thinking about all well, God and her faith and what does all this mean and and what if this happens and what if that happens. So we should be cognizant not just of our own change and managing ourselves, but also looking to see if we can just help others around us as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, I'm going to have to recognise though, sometimes we may want to be cognizant, but it's like dipping into your bag and finding it's empty. And you can see that your wife mm. and your kids are hurting. You know that you're all hurting, but you're hurting so much you can hardly give them mm. any relief if you want to. Mm. And maybe that's at least just the time when you say, come and sit here together and let's cry together mm. or pray together. Um, actually share their burden uh, so that they don't, rather than saying, I'm sorry, kid, I'm sorry, wife, it's all too hard, leave me alone, because that's very, very unfair on them. As the, and, song, as the song goes, take it to the Lord and leave it there. Yeah, and even if you just sit together and hold hands and say, God, we, we're all hurting, we're all hurting, we're all hurting, and if you don't help, we've got nowhere else to go. What mm. in the world are we going to do? At least you're honouring them and, and bringing them into the, the situation. It sounds tragic with your daughter, you know, sort of obviously feeling some pain and not being able to deal with it until later. It would have been so much better if, if she could have had the chance to have done that along the way, and that's the truth for all of us. Mm. We often just miss the kid that's watching or, or the other person that's hurting because we just get so caught up and with change happening so much more often than it used to and in more fronts than it used to, I guess this is going to be an ongoing um, matter for us to keep in mind. Mm. So we've only been through two of the 13 today. So first one, stress. So it's an important one. I think we spent, we need to spend a bit of time on that. So we need to be aware of our increased stress levels and we need to not just brush it off and think, oh, well, I can cope with it. I'll just carry on and just do what I have to do. We need to have a plan in place, know what are the things which help us to mitigate stress. If we can't remove the sources of stress, then then what can we do to help us to cope with those stresses? And you're suggesting increase the way, in, put in more release valves. Yeah. Okay. Do things do things which will which relieve stress for you. Mm-hmm. You know and. And maybe it's it's by yourself or with others, whatever whatever works for you. Dip into your bag of tricks and, and pull some of them out and make sure you... And if you write directly to Guy, he'll tell you which movies he thinks are funniest. <laughs> anyway, carry and, on. And then the second one is to be cognizant that while you're going through change, others are going through change as well, especially those who depend on you. If going, you're going through change, there's others who depend on you, then they will be going through change as well. So be cognizant of that and think through... Think, think through how you're going to how you're mm. going to deal with that. For heaven's sake, don't leave them in pain just because you are. Mm. 
Yeah. No, that's pretty sober stuff, man. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's it for another episode. And we're going to continue on this. We've got quite a few more things to points to cover, haven't we, in this whole subject? You've well, got- we've got uh, we've got at least probably two more episodes to do. It depends Fantastic. how many we get through, Chris. So. Fantastic. Just depends how long you talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Guy. And thanks for listening, everybody. It's just great to have you in the audience and to know that we trust that you're getting good value out of all of this. Yes, and do come over to the website, realmen247.org, and you'll find the show notes there. And you'll also be able to find a, a path through to getting the ebook, Achiever's Guide to Thriving Through Change, 13 Principles to Help You Thrive Through Change. It's not available on the Real Men 24-7 website, but it is available at guymullencoaching.com, so you can find it there. Until then, next time. It's bye for now and looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you back with us next time. Do remember to share this with others so that others can hear Chris's sultry tone. Very nice of you to say so. Thank (laughs) you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.